0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Rangers go top of the table after sweeping Hamilton aside at Ibrook Celtic now sit two points behind after losing 2-0 and having Ryan Christie sent off at Livingston and Ollie McBurney is the latest player to withdraw from the Scotland squad I'm Gordon Duncan joining me tonight is Alex Ray and Hugh Keevans I am perfectly well aware they don't hand out trophies in October but they do hand out advance warnings Celtic have gorged themselves on success during the last three treble treble years But they didn't have the appetite for the fight at Livingston yesterday And that's the first thing that has to be rectified by Neil Lennon Because you don't win a game of catch-up if you don't have the stomach for it As you said, it's Rangers who are on top of the league table now They are being challenged to hold their nerve as league leaders But Celtic have to show that they can handle being challengers When all they have been used to in recent years has been utter domination Yeah a weekend full of drama Gordon Livingston beating Celtic for the first time in their history Rangers are now top of the tree Motherwell up to third after a impressive run recently We have plenty to discuss tonight 0141-951-1025 If you want to discuss it And if you'd rather tweet You can do so At Clyde SSB Hugh Keevans posed the question yesterday Is this a pivotal day in the title race Or is it a false dawn? Will you tell us 0141-951-1025 Or on Twitter At Clyde SSB It's Monday night And you know what that means Hugh Keevans yes. We will kick off By putting you two on the spot and getting some definitive opinions from you Your result of the weekend, please It, it has to be Libby 2, Celtic 0 uh, It made history for Livingston First time in their, albeit short history 25 years old they are uh, First time ever they had beaten Celtic in any competition Blew away that argument about budgets Because theirs is about two bob And Celtic's is multi-million Alex Ray, your result of the weekend. I'm going please. for uh, Alawa. I thought the performance mm-hmm. as well uh, against the top of the table, Dundee United. Big spending, Dundee United, was really impressive, and you have to give Peter Grant plenty of credit for that. Uh, you've got decent options for this one, your goal of the weekend. Well, uh, I gave that award to Jermaine Defoe last week. I could have given it to him this week. However, to spread the joy, I'm going for Blair Spittle and that wonderful free kick of his for Ross County in the 2-2 draw with St Johnston. Okay, Alex? Well, I was actually going to go for Jermaine Defoe's second goal. I thought it was a terrific one, but I'm going to go for, you know I like ones for distance, Gordon. I'm going to go with young James Scott. So so young. What a terrific strike it was. It was a... Motherwell against yeah, St Mirren. Yeah, absolutely. Very impressive. Okay, now this one's the, the one that causes the most debate. Your howler of the weekend. Now, bearing in mind that could be a goalkeeping error. It could be a sitter from a striker. It could be a refereeing mistake, a bad decision by a manager. Anything you want. It's up to you. Your howler of the weekend. I'm going for Hibbs. Christian Doyle. She was guilty. <laughs> Of excessive howling At Pataudry Excessive howling <laughs> When uh, he missed Four one-on-one opportunities With the Aberdeen goalkeeper There is only one thing Missing from Doidge's game Ability We have to uh, Get you to go and give him A motivational speech You're on the back of that. howling I like that yeah, I think absolutely. that could catch on Yeah uh, My howler was uh, Ryan Christie For two reasons actually Because of the tackle Um uh, Endangering an opponent I thought it was a really naughty one He's caught him so high uh, And the boys lucky He never came out with a sore one And uh, secondly Because he's left uh, Celtic with 10 men So 
two factors really for me there Okay, let's get stuck right into the weekend's action then 01419511025 on Twitter at Clyde SSB It was a huge day yesterday But was it pivotal Or was it a false dawn You tell us uh, 01419511025 Here's Stephen Gerrard He says there were a lot of Strong individual performances In the win against Hamilton He says Jermaine Defoe Was a pleasure to watch And was delighted to see Jamie Murphy come back And make his first appearance In over a year Another strong win at home Another clean sheet A lot of strong Positive individual performances Within the team performance So yeah I'm, I'm happy You know 12 out of 12 In terms of the league fixtures In this block That was the target And uh, the players have delivered So yeah I'm really pleased Just I mean, the boys Clinical best Yeah I mean He's a pleasure to watch I'm sure you'll agree with me um, On the side You know His first touch His movement His strength For the size of him His hunger to get goals And he's been Chomping at the bit To to, to get on and, and show that we've got two top top class forwards, both banging form, both happy, both playing well and doing the job for the team. So I'm so pleased with both of them. Is that an added bonus to get Jamie Murphy back after such a long time? I think it was a nice, it was very nice to see him back. He's been through hell with that injury. It's the worst injury you can get as a footballer, you know that that ACL injury. So he's worked the socks off to get back and, and to get that opportunity. He's looking stronger and stronger in training. We're going to have to keep trying to push him in, in every department to try and get him up to speed as quick as we can. I think it's only fair, Jermaine Defoe gets the first mention after a, after a hat trick. What do you make of his contribution, Alex? You were there yesterday. Yes. He's now averaging a goal somewhere around every fifty. Two minutes, I think it is. That's remarkable, really. When you can you consider, I think he turned thirty-seven today. That's yeah. correct, isn't it? So when you look at that, um, I think the one thing that stands out for me is his appetite for the game. You know, when you get to a certain age, you know it starts to wane. But he seems to be as hungry as ever. He still gets that buzz, that joy of scoring goals. He plays with a smile on his face, and he, he, I says as much as he's sharp, you know, in terms of movement, Hugh. See upstairs, he's frightening. He's he's always ahead of the game. Oh. And the, the variation in goals, uh, you know, he's lobbed the keeper. The second one is an individual goal. And then the third one's an out-and-out poacher's uh, goal, Gordon. So, and he could have scored another one. He had a, he had a guilty chance at the back post where he hit the, the bar. He's, just, he's always a threat. Uh, and Steven Gerrard will be reaping the benefits on the park and off it because he's a model professional. Well, you know, you look at the Celtic sequence of games at Easter Road and Livingston, five points dropped. And you look at Rangers' sequence of games. Uh, Aberdeen 5-0 Hamilton Ackies 5-0 uh, So That's what Celtic Are up against You know If they can Drop points At Easter Road And at Livingston Where else might they Drop points But Rangers have only Dropped points Against Celtic And the good of that Day for Celtic Has now been Declared null and void We'll hear from Neil Lennon Very soon Let's get straight To the phones though And speak to Chris In Dumbarton Hi Chris Evening guys um, I don't know what to expect back tonight After uh, Hughes and the Holds Bard assessment of Dodge there So I watch one screen tonight <laughs> um, No obviously as a Rangers fan Absolutely delighted to begin into a, an international break um, and, and talk to the table Not having to stew over it again Like we did um, after the, the defeat to Celtic um, You know it's, it's nice to be in that position again But I, I agree with everything Stephen Gerrard said yesterday In terms of it's far too early in the season To be thinking about can I go on to win titles a lot of football to be played. Um, but, but what I do think is that he needs to set the team now a target of winning every domestic game between now and the start of December because I don't know if you've had a look at Rangers fixtures in December, but we've got Aberdeen away, Motherwell away, Hibs away and Celtic away. So there's every chance we could drop points there. So I think it's important that between now and then 
we at least need to go into the start of December and make sure we pick up every single point possible. I think Stephen Gerrard will set the players the target of winning every game between now and May, never mind December, uh, because Rangers have had uh, an excellent fortnight. Uh, Celtic have had by their excessively high standards a miserable fortnight. Uh, now the boot is on the other foot. Rangers are on top and Celtic are in second place. So I think Stephen Gerrard's target will be each and every day when Rangers play, weekend or midweek, just win the game, keep going. Yeah, I mean, you can obviously see what, what Hugh means, Alex. Of yeah. course, you know, you want to win every game, but Chris. Make, makes a good point as well You can break it up into sections Managers will tell you That they take it One game at a time But we like to be A bit more adventurous Than that And you know you, You've got a small section Up till the first International break Then another one To the next International break And then it does Become sort of between Now and Christmas As a as a, a, a crucial period In the season Yeah without doubt I think Chris makes A valid point there I think it's Eight games in December And I think that's Crucial because it's how you negotiate the games are becoming thick and fast. Mm. Do you have the strength and depth, which I believe Rangers and Celtic do? Will the injuries to key players at that time will it impact anything? So I think it's always crucial before you go into that winter break. But I totally agree. Uh, I think it's a very valid point. You're eight games in. They're obviously top of the table, but I don't think anyone should get carried away. And I think it's important to recognise that they did that a couple of times last year, Gordon. And then on the back of mm. that, didn't uh, get the result they wanted and lost that very quickly. So. If they're going to materialise a, a concerted effort to do that They will try to hold top spot for a longer period I think you are bang on Chris I don't think anyone would disagree That you can't really get carried away in October But from a purely Rangers perspective If you could quantify it How much better do you think Rangers are this season Compared to last season? Um, it, it's massive I mean last season I thought we were you know, Much improved in the season before um, I, I don't think we had the fear when it came to playing Celtics, Aberdeens, you know, Hearts, Hibs. But this season, it's, it's night and day again. You look at the strength and depth. At the moment, we're carrying a number of injuries, a number of injuries to key players, like a big money signing, Ryan Kent, um, Ryan Jack, who's been so influential in recent weeks. Again, missing at the weekend as we stroll past Hamilton. Jordan Jones still came back in. Aribo. Um, things are looking really good for us And you know It's hard not to get carried away But it's it's feeling really good To be a Rangers fan again The the only point Where I would Slightly take issue with you Chris When you said Stroll past Hamilton Actually And you did But That's what Rangers should be doing Against Hamilton Ackies You've got the Ackies manager Brian Rice Coming out and saying that So far as he's concerned That after 40 years in football He can never Remember the gulf Between Celtic and Rangers and the rest being as great as it is now and he's 100% correct I think for me it's the strength and depth middle to front Hugh I think they've added players I think Chris has just mentioned a few of them Stuart, Kent, Ojo, Arfield, Jones uh, Aribo, Barker and then you have two guys that are banging form as well so if one or two of them are not doing it Hugh you have good yeah. options to make if you looked at times on the bench last year the uh, youth players and things that and I think Stephen Gerrard's on record as saying that is the difference. Well, I mean, I know we've spoken about it many times and we'll, we'll continue to do so, but Morelos and Defoe, that, that's it in a nutshell, is it not? When you can leave one out and bring in another guy who scores a hat-trick yeah. the second of the season, I mean, that's that's exactly what, what you're looking for, that, that, yeah. that situation where you don't have to be fearful of taking your first-choice option out and, and putting someone else in. I think that's one of the key things for um, for Stephen Gerrard. You know, you're looking at the options... Um, and before he brought, um, what do you call it, um, Defoe to the table, 
you know, you guys like uh, Big Kyle Lafferty and that really struggling to make any impact at all, Gordon. Whereas at the moment, you're looking at two guys, you can say, right, okay, fire them in and you feel comfortable. Chris, thanks for the call. Hugh did go easy on you, as you <laughs> as you uh, requested at the beginning. And Neil Lennon says he felt he still uh, could have beaten Livingston at half-time, but he says they were passive in the second 45. He's got no complaints with Ryan Christie's red card um, and says it did cost him to an extent. It's a poor result. I thought we started the game OK. You know, we were quite bright, good tempo, intense, and then obviously we lose Ryan very, very early and we have to readjust. We were OK going in at half-time, felt we could go on and win it, but... Um, Really passive from us for the first goal. Again, we've tried to force the issue. We were fine with ten men and looking like you know we're putting certain amounts of pressure on the goal without really working the goalkeeper enough. Um, our decision making at times wasn't great, and then the second goal's really poor from our point of view. We should we should be dealing with that. What did you make of Ryan sending off? I have no issue with it. You know he's it's totally unlike him, but he's late and um, you know it's it may in slow motion look probably worse than what it was, but. Um, yeah, it's a red card. I'm no, not happy about it, obviously, but um, it's totally unlike him and, um, you know, it, it costs us today. Tam and Clyde Bank, give us your post-match assessment from Celtic yesterday. Well, first of all, a couple of points. One of them being, uh, right, I need to declare myself here. I'm a Celtic supporter and I'm not only moan or complain and I'm not hurting about getting beat, right? Okay. So, but I will say this, that was probably... The worst game of football I've ever seen in my life. One of them. It's right up there in my top five. Uh, Livingston sure know how to spoil and ruin a game of football. Unfortunately, Celtic didn't have they, they didn't have their big boy pants on enough to to, to, to pull it out for uh, pull it up for their, 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 their socks. Pull their socks up and get get things going and get get playing the way they can play. They get sucked into Livingston's style of play. Uh, and the, 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 the guy, the aftermatch guy with the microphone, I uh, can't mind his name, he interviewed the manager of Livingston, the fella Holt, and he, he says to him, do you feel as if you, you, you sucked Celtic into your style of play? And then when they interviewed Neil Lennon, he says to Neil Lennon as well, do you feel you were sucked into? Because even everybody knows that, if they tell the truth. That game was they ruined it, they spoiled it. It was just you're one hundred you're one hundred percent wrong. They didn't spoil the game. They came out and scored two goals. Celtic couldn't manufacture a goal. They run about like a gang. That's fair enough. That's allowed. If you don't have the stomach to go after the gang, that's your problem. They didn't spoil the game. They did what was right for Livingston and they scored two very good goals, exposing very bad defending. I just said that Hugh they never, Celtic never They, they couldn't pull, pull ourselves together and, and get their act together they, But, they couldn't but you, said, you said Livingston what? spoiled the game, the game No they didn't They did what's right for Livingston They're in the business of survival And they did what was right for them <sighs> And Celtic couldn't match it They didn't have the appetite for it They were made to pay for Christie being daft enough to make a challenge like that and defensively, they fell apart. Julian, Ayer, Bauer fell apart. That's not spoiling the game. That's your team not being good enough to come back and do something about being behind in the game. I know. I know. But I, I did see that. You, they, they couldn't get the right together. They couldn't get the right together to compete. Does that no concern you though that Celtic, a team like Celtic, can't come back and compete against guys who are? 
clearly lesser talent. So then that boils down to appetite for the game. Well, put it like this, right? See if they play Livingston ten weeks in the trot, they would beat them. That the Livingston won yesterday, right? See if they play another nine weeks running. Celtic would beat them. Are you sure about that, Tam? Because out the last four meetings, Celtic have now only won once. Well, well put it like this, right? Where, where's Livingston in the league? What cups have they won? No, listen, Tam. If, well, that's Tam, not the point, Tam. The if, point if, the argu- if the argument here is competing. who's better out of Celtic and Livingston, I don't, I don't think that argument will go very far. But, but you just said that nine times out of ten, you would beat them, and I'm telling you that one out of four, you've beat them. So I'm not sure that quite. I'm sh- I think my arithmetic is is okay on that one. Tam, here. if Celtic go to play Lazio in Italy and try to spoil the game in order to get a point, you'd applaud that, wouldn't you? Okay, I know there's tactics, I know that But what all I'm saying is It was a horrible, rotten game of football That was spoiled There was nothing there, there was no slick pass and There was no flair, there was no width There was nothing And they caught them with two sucker punches it was, They actually done, if it was the world of boxing they they done the rope-a-dope they, they, like, they weren't the sucker punches, the defending was hopeless uh, Tam, just before we have to move on to the travel I'm wondering about the, the bigger picture here Any concerns at all about you know the, the title race or anything like that Or are you still confident Celtic will turn this around? Listen a minute, my second point here is right And everybody I've spoke to today there's, And I'm no kidding, I've spoken to about 15 people today Oof, right? And I've heard busy man. Celtic supporters, Rangers supporters I've used on Ryan Christie's tackle right? mm-hmm. There was two people come back to me And no. And I'd heard Alec here saying, you know, everybody, the media, and I, oh, that was a terrible tackle, and this, that, and the other, right? Ryan, Ryan Christie is not, first, no, listen to this, right? He's not a dirty player. He's a gentleman, even, to the, to the point. He's, he's, he's not a dirty player, right? I mean, when we think of all the dirty players in Scottish football and in English football during the years, right? There's a load of them you can think of that would go and do something like that. Get in over the top, right? But if you watch that for the correct angle, in natural speed In real speed Right What he was doing there Was protecting himself Oh Tam oh, Nonsense Tam Nonsense Wait a minute Tam you're making a fool of yourself now You're making no, a fool of yourself you, Neil you Lennon Neil real. Lennon has just said No qualms No issue with it whatsoever Red card Straightforward Not like him he said But He's got, he's no got four red cards it. in his career That's but, not, And he is a lovely guy yeah, By the way yeah. Tam mentions it He is He's but, a lovely guy He's a gentleman But if you put tackles like that You get sent off yeah, I mean to describe it as Defending himself Tam You're making a fool of yourself Tam It was a pleasure We'll do it again sometime 01419511025 We're going to hear again From Stephen Gerrard And Neil Lennon After the travel with Amber Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Road Accident Solicitors The compensation you deserve When you've been sidelined Talk to Thompson's.com Hugh Evans and Alex Ray Here with me Gordon Duncan And tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Looking back on a big day yesterday Plenty of talking points across the weekend It's 01419511025 To have your say We've got a couple of calls lined up Let's hear again from some of the managers We'll do Stephen Gerrard In just a second Neil Lennon says he was... Uh, unhappy with the way they defended The two goals they conceded yesterday Also thinks fatigue maybe played a part After Thursday night's Europa League tie uh, And that victory against Cluj First goal we've let the guy I don't know if it's Crawford it's, it's too easy to get turned and play a three ball And really we should have been up on that Making him go back the way And that's a facet of a player that we work on And we're quite aggressive Especially around the, our own defensive box So that was disappointing And then we had 
you know, we tried to force the issue, we had good pressure, and you're thinking we'll get one, you know, eventually we'll get one, but the, the second goal's obviously put a huge dent in that, and it's a poor goal, you know, it's a straight ball over the top. You know, Dykes has got in between the two centre-halves, a great finish, but um, you should never get to that position. Can you put it down fatigue, Possibly. You know, the human beings at the end of the day, and they put a lot into the game on Thursday. But um, And then you got to play a long time with 10 men as well, so you know that might have come into it. But, um, you know, I was hoping for a bit of a reaction from the subs as well, but they didn't really affect the game as, as well as we would have liked. Uh, what are you making of Lennon's assessment there, Hugh? We've got a question coming in for you on Twitter. Um, Scotty says, what do the guys think about Lennon's comments about you know saying before the game to the players that he was concerned it was Livingston no other Celtic manager would say that plus if you say to players they're constantly fatigued they'll start believing it says I, Scotty I do believe that fatigue is an excuse uh, I don't think it's relevant to what happened yesterday Celtic had a magnificent performance against Cluj on uh, Thursday Neil Lennon did the right thing by minimising changes only one Bauer in place of El Hamed those players must have left Celtic Park on Thursday night on a cloud. They were terrific. And you would expect them to go into the next game, albeit against a gang from West Lothian, doing what the gang need to do to make sure they stay in the league. But you should be going into that game full of yourselves because of what happened against Cluj. And if you don't do it, don't have a retrospective go at claiming fatigue because if he did fear fatigue You'd make £10 million worth of players on the bench Yeah if, if you need to And by his own admission Not one of the subs Johnny Hayes, Bio and Sham Not one of them made any impact on the game at all So fatigue is just an excuse Gang is a term of endearment in your yes. vocabulary yes. Just 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 making sure uh, Jamie's a Celtic fan in Alloa What do you think of that yesterday, Jamie? Hello. Hi Jamie me, guys? Yeah, we've got you loud and clear Hi, yeah. Uh, first of all, uh, like you said, like I said to the gentleman uh, when I phoned and got through, I'm, I'm not, I'm not in any way quite uh, bitter about that. If anything, you have actually genuinely got to applaud Livingston for the way they've actually offset Celtic and the way they've played. Uh, it's the first time I've beat them. Second point is, I was quite disgusted by a small minority of our own fans mm-hmm. for the way that they have treated Ryan Christie. Uh, the fact that he's had to shut his trial account down, I, I don't think that's appropriate in any way. Uh, I just wonder what your points were J- on J- that. Jamie, I agree with you in both fronts there. I think you're absolutely right in what you say. You have to applaud Livingston. The way they were about their business yesterday, to a man, they were determined dogged and they, and they ground out a result for the first time in their history so you have to applaud that secondly the online uh, mob who are actually bombarding Ryan Christie on the back of that mistake that he's made now that if you step back a bit and look at prior to that game he's been one of the best players in Scotland he's contributed in big games he's contributed in goals as well so I think we're living in an age now that the noisy minority are trying to get through uh You've just got to blank these idiots out Because they're not worth it The trouble with high profile footballers Is that as soon as they they make a mistake Whether it's a a, a missed penalty uh, A sitter in front of goal Or a red card like Ryan Christie yesterday That impacted on his team On a bad day for them anyway uh, They should never be near Twitter Because the lunatic fringe come out to play When something bad happens So uh, you should never have had your phone on Ryan For the, the, the whole of the day 
Um, certainly worth flagging up But also worth drawing a line under And not giving these guys any more attention than they deserve So um, yeah. on, on Jamie's point about the football That is something that often will get lost in this part of the world Is Livingston's part in it Because yes, you, you've got to criticise Celtic's defence there, there just simply must be yeah. room for Livy Because they will be delighted with the quality of both yeah. goals that they scored Yeah, absolutely I, I think when you look at some of the kind of performances You know, you talk about determination And, and, and the amount of Kind of uh, kilometres covered to you You know the oh. guys charging all over the pitch They're putting their body in the line I've played Nashville Turf It's no for the faint hearted You know there's slide tackles And they're, they're just steaming in effectively They remind me of Wimbledon of old I yeah. played against Vinnie Jones They and, were a gang Yeah absolutely And they were a very mm. successful team yeah. Over a period of time but as well Again then though The quality of the goals Proves that there's You know no, there's, to, there's footballing ability there This is not meant to come across as being No absolutely you know, I, I think when you look at the, the little ball by Crawford Down the side The movement by Robinson The finish by Robinson And then the, the finish by Lyndon Dykes Is sublime You know he's just lobbed it over a keeper Who's 6 feet 5 6 feet 6 So You look at all these factors And then you look at the centre halves And how they defended I thought they were really To a man I thought they were excellent uh, Jamie what about the bigger picture then Are you Starting to have any doubts about this season, or is this just a blip that will be overcome soon? I think it's a blip, but to be honest with you, I was at the I was at the Clues game on last Thursday, and I was listening to the Sweden back then riding home, and everybody, kind of everybody, all the pundits were saying that could easily have been Celtic's best performance of the season, uh, and then virtually to make one change and going possibly. The worst, but again, like I said at the start, you have actually got to give Livingston all, all the credit. I think uh, I'm not a better supporter. We, we can't, we can't win every game as, as much as I'd like to. Uh, but when you look at it as well, imagine just for argument's sake, imagine Lennon did make five changes, and imagine the result was still the same. And Christy goes said, "Oh, Lennon would have got absolutely slated." For making four or five changes to a team that technically played close off the park. Yeah, he, listen, he's got to examine one thing, I think. When Celtic went to Ibrooks and won 2 0, everyone thought, wow, that's a pretty significant result, that to go to Ibrooks uh, and you know put Rangers gas at a peep, as they say, in this part of the world. But since then, away from home, Hamilton, woeful. But get away with it One goal from James Forrest Easter Road Poor Flat as Neil Lennon called it No snap Didn't get away with it Dropped two points Went to Livingston yesterday Very very poor And lost all three points Next away game Aberdeen at Pataudry They had better find out a way To handle away matches Or there's more trouble ahead Big thanks to Jimmy in Alawa Let's hear again from Stephen Gerrard He says he and his players won't be getting drawn into any title talk After going top uh, He does admit though they are much better equipped To put up a fight this year Than they were last time around It's October There's still tons and tons of football to be played This time uh, in the last block of fixtures We lost an old firm 2-0 And um, a lot of criticism come our way And rightly so because we, we didn't perform well enough on the day So we all deserve that This time round we've won 4 out of 4 in, in the league and a lot of positive strong performance especially here at home we showed a real good hunger and aggressive aggressive play uh, about us so that's what I'm looking for but as I say it's October there's there's no point worrying about uh, where, where we where we stand in the league 
or getting carried away. There's still too much football to be played. Yeah, same, you're getting carried away, you're going to top of the table, but you're top table last December, I think, for three days. Mm. Do you feel the team is better equipped this time to hand you be up there and last new duration? My job's to win football matches as many as I can. Uh, I'm focused on the next game, so there's a break now and I worry about what I've got to do to try and be hard. That's all I'll focus on. It's still very early days in, in the season. I've said to the players to not to be carried away. There's a lot of hard work. We've still got to improve, still got to grow. But the answer to your question is yes, we are better than last year. And yes, we are stronger. The 11's stronger, the squad's stronger. And we've got people coming back from injury. So we're in a good place. Stephen Gerrard says don't get carried away But Justin, you're a Rangers fan And you're allowed to get as carried away as you like Is that something that's overtaken you in the last 24 hours or so? Sorry, I've just stopped actually doing cartwheels All the way up the road <laughs> to my work Sorry, so can't make it my jacket off um, Yeah, no, I think it's been Good to watch us having a reaction um, With the, the draw Celtic had last week They responded Dropped points at the weekend, Rangers responded again in the right way, which is, can only be pleasing. Can only be pleasing. Um, the two reasons I was I was originally wanting to talk about the differences, where you know, for the last couple of weeks, the the panel and the press and Celtic fans have been talking about how strong Celtic are <coughs> and how good Celtic are at going forward and, and everything else, and how they're blowing teams away and unbeatable when it comes to stuff like that. I think to a degree, Morelos and Defoe are kind of under the radar a wee bit, just because they are by far the most two consistent strikers. Alright, Edward's done okay and I know Hughes talked about how he's fantastic talent and everything else and 12 million quid, but for two guys to be firing that way with the kind of injuries that Rangers have... I think shows the difference between Rangers this season and Rangers last season. Well, that was a lot was relied on Morelos uh, to put the ball in the back of the net. Now you've got another guy that's pushing them and helping them and educating them, probably, which is why you're seeing the difference in Morelos this season to you had last season. Calmer, no reacting to things, and you're getting the best out of him now because he's got somebody in his ear that's had the experience, that's played at a high level that you can learn from. I think you're seeing the benefits of that as well. One of the concerns that Celtic should have uh, is that Defoe and Morelos, I think I'm right in saying, scored 26 goals between yeah. them in all competitions this season. Uh, Celtic have Edward, who is a good player uh, and uh, who will one day go for a lot of money, but they have Edward. Uh, Bio, I cannot see being a regular contributor on the goal scoring front. And Lee Griffiths is still in a place where we don't know when he's going to come back and be able to play on a regular basis. So uh, Celtic should be aware of that, that uh, in Defoe and Morelos, Rangers are two strikers who, never mind the games against Celtic, but who, against everyone else in the league, uh, will score goals, gather points. uh, And if Celtic... Had to suffer an injury to Edward. Not sure what they would do then. Yeah, well, I, I think I was on record a couple of weeks ago. I was having a, a, a little moment to myself and I was saying the importance of Morelos uh, and Edwards. You know, if you lost to both of them, who would struggle the most? But the emergence of the four uh, would suggest to me that Celtic would struggle more because, as, as Hugh says, I don't think Bile is having the same impact. The, the, the number two Rangers is, and as you say, he's Griffiths, also had far less opportunity. But then at the same time, there has to be a reason 
Absolutely. for that. You know, if if he was looking as likely to come in and make an impact as Jermaine Defoe does, then surely He'd Neil Lennon would, would, would be more likely to use Edward sparingly. Yeah, absolutely. I think, as, as you rightly said, Gordon, I think the importance of Edward, and that's what we're trying to highlight here, you know, that he's such a good player. He brings everyone into play. He's got goals in his game as well, and uh, he has developed nicely for Celtic. So, but in terms of if anybody was to lose their main striker, I think Rangers would be better prepared due to the fact they've got the four as a as a standby. Yeah, I mean, Hugh, for Rangers to be in a position where Jermaine Defoe is is your backup yeah. striker yeah. at the moment, that that sort of tells you the strength of of that area at the moment. I think he's entitled to think of himself as a joint striker. I mean, if, uh, if, uh, if, like a tag team. If uh, Steven Gerrard decided to alternate, you know, week by week. Which then, is, he is kind of doing it. Yeah. I just feel as if since the Celtic game. He's just edged ahead, Morelos. Yeah. Slightly uh, ahead. You know, when Celtic went to Easter Road, Christie got the goal and then nothing. Uh, and before anyone shouts, I do know two Stonewall penalties not given. Uh, that's another matter But Yesterday Edward Again Not much happening In front of goal And when Bio comes on For me They just get in each other's way There's a There's a lack of composure About the whole thing And Bio for me Looks unlikely to be A prolific goal scorer For Celtic uh, Thank you very much That was Justin In the city centre On 01419511025 We're going to hear from Brian Rice, he's got some strong thoughts on where Celtic and Rangers are at the moment And Frank in Kilmarnock is next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors They play to win every time Talk to Thompson's.com Alex Ray and Hugh Keevans here to take your calls After a busy weekend in Scottish football We are also on Twitter at Clyde SSB Joseph is on uh, He says, I remember at the start of last season We had a poor away record Then we beat St Johnston's 6-0 away the same could happen again Says Joseph And Lee is on He says I'm a Rangers fan Celtic will go on a run again So will Rangers All this drama Who's going to win the league Wait till May And you'll find out He says Players also should not have to delete Social media because of abuse Look at Tavernier He makes mistakes All players do That's the thoughts of Lee there On Twitter at Clyde SSB It's 01419511025 In the phones uh, Frank is in Kilmarnock Hi Frank Hi Gordon, uh, good evening Alex Hi, and you, hope you're well this Monday night um, I've got a few things just to, I'll rattle through and it's going to be busy um, The question at the start of the show said is this a pivotal weekend in the Championship I think given what Hugh said earlier on and Brian Rice has also said I see Celtic Rangers a gap in terms of their ability in their squad this season is the greatest I can recall in a long long time so I think when either side Drops point You've got to get The mass hysteria That we've seen At the end of September When Celtic went to Ibrox And comfortably Rangers Last week When Celtic Had a blip against Hibs And then follow up Against Livingston And all credit Used to go to Livingston The performance Their man was better Than Celtic To a man There was not a better player In the Celtic team In any position So first of all um, Well done to Gary Holt And his team I thought they were Exceptional And Celtic let themselves down If you look at where Celtic were on Thursday night from a, a convincing, phenomenal performance against Cluj to what they turned up and done yesterday. It was like two different teams. And that's the concern you would have in a season like this, where I think both teams will get good squads, and when you drop points, the pendulum will swing from each end of the side to the other. So I'm just here to say as an honest Celtic fan, yeah, I think for the first time in 10 years, we've got a real title challenge. Um, and I think whenever there is... Um, 
weekends like this, you're going to feel on and off. You're in the green and white, half of the city's arm. And Rangers, like the guy who was on a couple of calls ago, saying he can't really want to work. That's the way it's going to go. Um, and I think we're in for an exciting season for the first time. You could say that Stephen Gerrard and credit needs to go to Rangers. They've built a squad. And I think we've now got a genuine title fight on. And if I can come back after that, sure. I'll just get to, to, be, to be fair to me, I said before a ball was kicked, this will be the season when Oh don't I'm, you get carried away Because <laughs> you predicted 5-0 yeah, yeah, yeah. at Ibrooks yesterday I said a draw will be a disaster And a defeat will be a catastrophe uh, And the, You know uh, Frank. Frank on the line is right That That's now being seen to be the case uh, Celtic have had a draw and a defeat So they've had a, uh, a disaster And a catastrophe back to back Rangers had a catastrophe when they lost to Celtic uh, That's the way it is going to be At the the start of the programme tonight I said Nothing is handed out in October That is absolutely the case However you get an advance warning in October That unless you're careful May might not be clever for you It's, it's that, going to be yeah. fascinating to see how the psychology of it all All impacts the, the title race Alex Because that's twice now where Celtic have played first They've dropped points And you or whoever's been at the game has said You know there's been a change in the atmosphere At the Rangers Absolutely. game Because of what happened Earlier on Does it get to the players Probably Do they have an extra Spring in their step When they take to the field The fans certainly do when they, when, they turn, uh, when they turn up uh, So Frank's right Plenty more potential for these twists and turns Yeah without doubt I think it's uh, And he's absolutely right you, you have to give his first point In terms of giving uh, credit to Livingston He was spot on with that I think he's very uh, right also In terms of the gap uh, I think when you look at the personnel That Rangers and Celtic have I think there's a possibility that There's certain grounds where When you go away from home You're going to have, I think at home the two-room looked formidable Gordon You know Exclude the old firm game with Celtic Were dominant in that day but in, t- in terms of everyone else, you I look at it and I think they'll be very hard pushed to think who's actually going to turn them over. You look at the the, the powerhouses out with the old firm, Aberdeen, Hearts and Hibs look to be on the wane. So you feel as if he's absolutely right, and and it's that how you react on the back of this because believe me, when you're reading papers, you're looking columns. Now, in my day, there was no social media. Players do read all that stuff and they're thinking. So there's a pressure added mm. when you drop points, Frank. Right, um, totally agree. Um, just to say, Ryan Christie, well done for shutting down Twitter. The morons that um, sent the messages don't have a clue. You've been one of our best players. I can't thank you enough. But certainly, just to give my last point, um, have you looked at the fixtures so far this season? Celtic have played the first and third team in the table and beat them convincingly. And I mean convincingly, one of them being Rangers, the other one being Motherwell. Um and they've played five games away from home and Alec is bang on the money. At home, both teams look as if they can take four and five off most teams. Rangers have actually played the bottom two teams in the league um, and they've only played three, one of which was very unconvincing against St Martin, very unconvincing against Kilmarnock. So I think both of them, for the majority, away from home have looked pretty patchy and Rangers have got some pretty tough games coming up as somebody said earlier on in December. So it's early days. Um, All I'd say to the the guys on the other side of the city enjoy it or you can because I fully believe my team will be back and nine in a row will be in the bag and um, thanks for taking my call guys Well hopefully we speak to you before May Frank that was Frank and Kilmarnock on 0141 uh, Frank actually alluded to the comments made by Brian Rice let's hear them in case you missed them yesterday he says the gap between the old firm and the rest of Scottish football is as big as he's ever known he says they're on a different planet to the rest of the league 
um, but is still looking for positives to take away after a heavy defeat. Well, that was really tough, but just what I expected coming here. You know, I've seen a lot of Rangers. And I keep saying it, their attacking plays as good as I've seen in a long, long, long time. And it's very difficult when you come here, you know, and especially when they get an early goal. Listen, I can't praise Rangers highly enough, but I'm not here to praise Rangers, I'm here to look after my own team. We could have went under, we could really have went under. We didn't, so I've tried to take the positives out of what I saw. I end up with a lot of young players on the pitch. I end up with a lot of young players still showing for the ball and trying to go on the ball. I just say to them they never gave in. They kept going. You know, yeah, we lost five now. Anybody can come here and lose five now. Anybody can go to Parkhead and lose. For me, Celtic and Rangers are on a different planet to anybody else in this division. The gap for me now between Celtic and Rangers is as big as I've ever seen in my 40, 45, 40 year Scottish football. The gap between Celtic, I know Celtic lost today. You know, under normal circumstances, Celtic and Rangers, the gap is enormous. You agree with that, Hugh? You, you, made, you made that quite clear a moment or two ago. And um, I'll I mean, go a step further. I, I think, given the financial disparity between Celtic Rangers and the rest, and I include Aberdeen, Hearts and Hibs, I don't think the Premiership title will ever be won by anyone but Celtic or Rangers from now until the end of time. <laughs> Now that that's a prediction I have no idea how we're going to keep up yeah, with. So but, <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I'm going back. I'm going back to the 1980s to find the last time any of the outside. Yeah, no, listen, I know, I know. Sir Alex did it before he was Sir Alex at Aberdeen. Jim McLean did it in '83 with Dundee United. Hearts in '86 were seven minutes away from being the champions, but uh, they lost two goals at Dundee and Celtic won the title that day. But the different world back then. Absolutely. The, the the playing field, while it wasn't quite level, it wasn't as uh, out of shape as it is now. And I don't think that, given the financial structure of Celtic and Rangers, and the financial structure of everyone else, I don't think the league will ever be won again by anyone other than Celtic I'm or Rangers. Telling you, you're going to combine Honos in about three hundred years and go. I told you <laughs> this prediction because he got the score yesterday. He is just going to town. Let's let's keep ourselves to predictions that we can. Uh, keep an I eye think, on it. I think, well, I, I think right. most, most people do agree You two do um, Callers on the phone Do we have to wait Till the end of the season To really find out The true extent of that Because At the moment Celtic are three points Above Motherwell yeah. In third And maybe a few weeks ago People would have been Surprised at that um, By May Yeah you, you would expect Absolutely, That gap to yeah. look To look a lot bigger Between second and third Is that when we need to make These calls rather than Than right now Because Well but, the last couple of years have been different because Rangers had their problems, well documented. Yeah. But if you go back to the, I don't know, the late nineties, many of the years through the two thousands, the, the late two thousands, Celtic and Rangers still fifteen they, they, twenty they points. Were, they were miles ahead then. So, God, I've got uh, the, is it any greater now? I've got the 96-97 season here up, and uh, it's uh, eighty points won at seventy five uh, was second, which was five points behind, and then third place was uh, Dundee United on sixty. So the, the there were twenty points off top. 15 oh. off of uh, second So even then There was a big gap That's what I mean Hugh Is it, is it, is it really any any? Can you say with any certainty It's, it's a bigger gap now Than yeah. than 10 years ago say Yeah Money Money makes it that but, way But Celtic Well Rangers don't have more money now Than they did then Yeah but You're talking about a Rangers squad Rangers know where to find money I don't know where they find it But they find it You're talking about a squad That's looking very healthy right now And who have gone top of the table And The player the Spent £7 million on Isn't there And Ryan Kent is still to come back There's that kind of thing Going on at Celtic and Rangers And if Celtic in January Think 
that there's a danger they won't win the league, then Peter Lawwell and Dermot Desmond will come under immense pressure to buy at a multi-million pound level. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the scottishsun.co.uk slash football. Beat the Pundit time Your chance not only to win a signed ball But we've got a special prize for you On Beat the Pundit tonight You don't even need to get any questions right Just for taking part You can win a pair of tickets To Saturday's Rangers Against Liverpool Legends match At Ibrox So there we go What a chance uh, To go along See some of the, the legends Stevie Gerrard Pulling the boots back on The likes of Jamie Carragher On the on the on the bill as well Richard Goff Any others Alex? Or is it, is it being kept under wraps? Yeah I think big Marvin Andrews Is uh, making an appearance as well Yes you involved? Yes, I'm there as well. Oh, no right. fault well, don't, don't let that put you off. If you want to go along to <laughs> Rangers against Liverpool Legends, all you have to do is take part and beat the pundit. It could not be any simpler. 0141 951 1025. The lines close at 7. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, the league leader for compensation. Talk to Thompson's.com. Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray here with me Gordon Duncan on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard It was a busy, busy opening hour to the show Looking back on Celtic's defeat at Livingston Rangers win at home which moves them top So much reaction coming into that So I'm, I'm sure we'll stay with it um, for certainly the foreseeable future But in other news today Ollie McBurney is out of the Scotland oh, wow. squad Real, real shortage of options up front Now uh, Stuart Armstrong has been called in to replace him uh, Last night Declan Gallagher, the Motherwell defender, called in um, after the withdrawal of Grant Hanley and Ryan Jack uh, Mother fans, wonder what you make of that And also the fact that you're up to third in the table How long can you stay there? 01419511025 Let's do this first Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk slash football it's a new week on Beat the Pundit A clean slate for Alex and Hugh And a chance for Dale in Linwood To get up and running for the listeners Hi Dale Hi Gordon How are you tonight? Um, very good after yesterday's result I can imagine And we've uh, given you a little bonus as well Because you don't even need to get any questions right As long as you're in the, the mix for Beat the Pundit Which you are We're going to give you a pair of tickets to Saturday's Rangers Against Liverpool Legends match at Ibrooks. Stephen Gerrard involved Jamie Carragher Even Alex Ray Like I say, don't <laughs> let that put you off uh, Rhymes off the tongue, doesn't it? <laughs> you, uh, you must be happy with that, Dale I delighted Good man Thanks very much. Not a problem uh, Well listen You've got the chance To add a sign ball to it as well If you can beat the pundit Heads you're up against Hugh And Tails It's Alex Ray And it is Tails Alex, You can you could take the ball along On Saturday And give it to Dale If he beats you yeah. That, that seems fair Absolutely right. Absolutely yeah? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Right I'm going to give Alex Some Clyde 2 to listen to uh, That way he can't hear your answers Dale 30 seconds Head to head You can pass Here is your chance To beat the pundit Are you ready? Yep who scored Livingston's second goal against Celtic yesterday? Um, Lyndon Dykes Jermaine Defoe now has hat-tricks against Hamilton And who else this season? Habs Which Motherwell player was last night added to the Scotland squad? Pass Which former Celtic defender joined the club from Toulouse in 2001? Pass Which MLS side does Gary Mackay-Steven play for? I'll guess Kansas City Which Scottish Championship Stadium Has an IV1 postcode? Queen of the South Okay let's bring Alex Ray back Alex see yes. with us Same set of questions to you You ready? Yep Who scored Livingston's second goal Against Celtic yesterday? Uh, Dykes Jermaine Defoe now has hat-tricks Against Hamilton And who else this season? Hibs 
Which Motherwell player Was last night Added to the Scotland squad Gallagher Which former Celtic defender Joined the club From Toulouse in 2001 Pass Which MLS side Does Gary Mackay Stephen play for Kansas Which Scottish Championship Stadium Has an IV1 postcode Inverness And which English club Did Stevie Mallon Play for Barnsley was that an attempt at the accent? <laughs> there is, wow, I feel like docking you points for that That was horrific uh, Dale, what do you think? I think he's beat me think so? Uh, right, let's find out the damage then First one, who scored Livy's second? It was Lyndon Dykes You both got it You both knew that Jermaine Defoe had hat-tricks against Hamilton and Hibbs Okay, good start too All of it had high hopes at that stage The Motherwell player added to the Scotland squad Declan Gallagher Alex got it, I'm afraid you didn't, Dale the former Celtic defender who joined the club from Toulouse in 2001 Bobo Baldi It was Bobo Baldi, remember him uh, 3-2 to Alex after four questions I'm intrigued by question five How both of you were clueless but you both went for Kansas I don't know why that was the first MLS team on your mind You both went for Kansas but it's New York City that Gary Mackay Stephen plays oh, for Oh do you know I'm thinking John Russell Yeah Yeah. Ah right okay right I can see where you're coming from You're still wrong by the way But I can see where you're coming from Uh, 3-2 to Alex at that stage then Dale which Scottish Championship Stadium Has an IV1 postcode It makes sense now It does make sense now doesn't it It's Inverness Alex got it It is not Queen of the South It couldn't be further from Queen of the South Alex goes further in front uh, And he's just rubbing salt in the wounds by this stage The English club that Stevie Mallon played for Was Barnsley Five for Alex only two for you, Dale, so the sign ball stays, but you and a pal are off to the Legends game on Saturday. Happy with that? Aye, delighted. Good man. That was uh, Dale well in done, Linwood. Dale. Thank you very much for taking part. 01419511025 is the number you need to get in touch. And worth staying with us, because later on in this hour, we're going one better. And we're going to give you the chance to take five mates to the game. Hospitality as well Ooh, On Saturday Hold on, hold on. Uh, You're not eligible oh. I'm afraid Unless you're Unless someone takes pity on you And decides to take you along As one of the six So I, And gives me a lift Oh yeah that, that goes without saying So stay tuned for that A bit later on In the second hour All the details Will be revealed Let's go straight back To the phones Because it really is all happening 01419511025 John in Chapel Hall How are you? Hi John Have you got us? Hello John Hello, sorry. Not a problem, John. Guys? What's your point? Well, I had the point. Somebody stole my thunder at a Rangers for the early doors. But I've got a wee question for you. You maybe be able to help me out. Mm-hmm. Uh, with knowledge or uh, the years in the paper, I buy the, the Daily Record six days a week. Celtic supporters all call it the Daily Ranger. Uh, and she opened it up today. And I'm like, something wrong with the paper. That's the longest drawn out joke I've ever heard Oh come on Shuey I've listened to your part for years man <laughs> John that's a yellow card uh, it's, a, it's, a, a, it's a yellow It's a yellow at the moment <laughs> but we'll, 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 Right well As I say somebody stole my thunder earlier So we'll go into the, the Rangers uh, I think they're, they're better equipped They were on, on They're under a full team out their A team because there's a few guys injured. But I think maybe this season they'll get a 
strengthen debt, so it's possibly, I'm not going to say they, can't, they will win the league, but they could possibly win the league if they, they keep going the way they're going. I know they got battered in the, the old firm game, and deservedly so, they never turned up, Celtic deserved to beat them. But I just want to know what the boys think then. I'll talk about the two clubs and the sequence of games that they've had uh to, to underline John's point uh, Rangers have done what they should be doing They took on an Aberdeen team toiling Toiling because of players out And they made the most of it They, they hammered Aberdeen It was a humiliation for Derek McInnes And the Aberdeen supporters hated it Then they took on Hamilton Ackies And Brian Rice saying that, that he's never been More conscious of the gap between Celtic and Rangers and the rest Than he ha- has been now And Rangers did what they should be doing And they won 5 nothing again Celtic took on a toiling Hibs side And they toiled along with Hibs And dropped 2 points Then they took on Livingston Livingston on the back of 3 Successive defeats for them And Celtic made a complete mess of it So Those 2 games have altered the complexion of the table and given Johnny's great joke about the mirage and the table being upside down and all the rest of it, those games for Celtic and Rangers have done that Celtic are not yeah. doing what they should be doing Rangers are doing what they should be doing John mentions Rangers strength and depth Alex yep. um, let's be honest we can try all we want um, no one can know with any degree of certainty who's going to win the league because it's yeah. October so th- if you're building a case for Rangers the best place to start is probably the fact that they look much better than they were last season. You don't bother starting with the fact that they're top of the table at the moment because everyone is acknowledging that that only means so much on the 7th of October. But if you're looking to try and build a case for Rangers, as, as John and many others would do, that's what you would build it upon. You would say, well, we came within, well, I don't know, what was the exact points gap again last, last season? And we look much better than that. that. That seems to be a better starting point than yeah. we're top after eight games. Gordon, they actually look uh, more consistent to me as well. You, you, I think last year four wins in the bounce was what they were. Um, you know, as, as much as they got, they look to me as if they've overcome that. I think they've won six out of the last seven, and that's on the back of the old firm defeat. And that, for me, that shows a, a consistency. Uh, and when you look at the game that they did lose, for me, it was they have to manage the game so much better. The disappointment of Europe uh, last Thursday against Young Boys. So they have uh, personnel wise for me. The, the difference is purely they have strength in numbers and the the quality in the numbers are actually better as well because as I keep saying, the players who are offensive, Stuart, Kent, Ojo, Arfield, Jones, Aribo and Brandon Barker and then you have the two informed strikers as well in terms of goals so, you know, th- th- they're looking in a good place. Uh, Joe is coming at it from a Celtic perspective. He's in Kirk and Tillich. What are you thinking, Joe? Um, I was basically just the point I was trying to make was that... Um, Although Celtic have dropped five points the last couple of games, um, correct me if I'm wrong, I think Scott Brown came out and said that um, this particular squad that he's playing with at the moment is the strongest he's ever played with in his Celtic career. Now, for me, that speaks volumes in its own. Um, Christopher Julian's came out and said that the squad's um, goal at the end of the season is to try and win the Europa League. Now, I know that's obviously um, a bit of a fantasy's point of view. However, to, to have that goal in the dressing room, Shows the strength and depth in the squad. Well, we were talking about that from a Rangers point of view. Yeah. 
Um, I just like to put my point across to the panel that although Celtic have struggled across the last two games and I have dropped five points, is it fair to say that what Neil Lennon's point of view with regards to fatigue? Um, although Rangers obviously have been playing Europe as well, is it possible that fatigue has played a part um, at this particular point in the season no. and the fact that Neil Lennon hasn't switched his squad up as much as what you, he maybe he could have? You can't begin your call, Joe. By saying Scott Brown says this is the strongest score he's ever known at Celtic Park, and then finish your call by saying fatigue's a problem. Do, do you know, if you have got a big, if you've got a big squad, if you've got a big squad, you can rotate. You can. It's uh-huh. all in your hands, and you're bringing yeah, you one. Can rotate, but it's up to the manager to rotate. Yeah, but you it's not, can, to, the, it's not to the fans. But, but listen, you players, can't you come on. I mean? You can't come on and start by saying Scott Brown says it's the strongest squad ever in his experience. Uh-huh. And then say, but fatigue's a problem here. If fatigue's a problem, you've got a strong squad, change it. Yeah, but I think, change what, your I, team. I think what he's actually, Joe's actually, the point he's trying to make is you, if the, the players who played the other night, uh, because they have a big squad, if they'd have rotated it, and it's all ifs and buts, so it's, hindsight's a great thing, they uh-huh. may well have been more fresher for the challenge yesterday because they did. Yeah, that's exactly I, I think that's, that so, but, so that goes back to the manager about playing the mm. team light for light other than the fullback. So, I, I was a wee bit surprised when he said fatigue because that would suggest that you should have maybe have freshened it up. Uh, but again, that's after I, the I think I think that's a retrospective excuse. You know, had Celtic gone out and been able to handle the occasion, they have players who are far, far better than Livy's players. But they didn't like it, they couldn't handle the occasion. And as Neil Lennon himself said, he brought on three subs in Sham, who is a three and a half million pound player from Man City. Uh, he also brought on Johnny Hayes Another million pound player uh, And Bayo Who's a two million pound player So he brought on players Who cost Celtic 6.5 million pounds And then And then said And then said And then said That they made no impact On the game at all Joe Want to come back in? Hi. Sorry, I what I was going to say there is because of the value of the players doesn't mean that they're necessarily good players. I mean, you can look at players like Tori Andrews who cost £12 million across the other side of the city, probably one of the biggest hoodoos that's ever happened well, in Joe, history. Joe, I have to say, for me, you're floundering around looking for one excuse after another. I mean, it, just because they cost £6 million doesn't mean they're good. £6 million would buy you Livingston for the next 10 years. The lot of them. I used to believe it or not. I used to be a season ticket holder at Livingston. I think it's just. Finish third, I think it's just. Finish third in the league. Did you split loyalties yesterday, Joe, or is that all in the past? No, no, no. I was just. I just stayed in Livingston at the, at the point in time when I was a young kid, and um, I just supported the local team. I can appreciate that um, the Celtic so supporters are reeling after the last two games. They're reeling. Uh, how could it be any other way? They've dropped five points that they should not have dropped, in my opinion. But. We're floundering around here looking for one excuse after another and now uh, just because well, they mean, cost millions it doesn't mean to say they're good but why did Celtic spend the millions on them? To be fair to Joe he's just, he's just asking he's just asking if maybe in hindsight they should have changed and, and they, should have, a little bit, yeah. they should have mixed up Joe what about the bigger picture are you any concerns creeping in at the moment about Celtic's title credentials or will this all change again quickly? At the start at, at the start of the season when um at the start of the season I was quite comfortable Obviously we had a we had a great start And then when we lost the Champions League qualifier to Cluj um, It was it was obviously heartbreaking But 
for me, it just looked as if there was just something was just very, very, very wrong in the dressing room. And I think that's the way it was portrayed by the media as a whole. Um, and then we've came out. It seemed stronger again. Um, the performance against Closure the night was outstanding. I mean, the result was never in doubt from from my perspective. I think you should probably agree with me there. Um, in terms of the league, I think Rangers will run as closer this season, but I still can't see it being a challenge come the end of the season. I really can't. Well, as I say, um, I, no, no trophies are handed out in October, but warnings are. And there's a warning there for Celtic. And the Rangers are two points in front, so uh, heed the warning. I mean, Alex, all the don't get carried away talk has been from a Rangers perspective in, in yeah. terms of potentially going on to win the title. But you have to apply that to Celtic as well. Do, yeah. Thursday night, I mean, three days before the, the Livingston game, they put on one of the most convincing group stage European performances that, that we've seen in a while. Oh, yeah. um, and everyone's is waxing lyrical. These guys don't become rubbish in the space of a couple of days of course they were poor yesterday of course they didn't show up um, but I, I don't think Neil Lennon will be too panicked just yet will he? Not at all uh, and you, when you look at what Joe was saying there in terms of the personnel that Celtic have at their disposal Gordon you know they've got players that are kind of top drawer you know I, I've been saying about in Sham for, for a couple of years he's kind of lost his way a little bit but he's clearly a talented player you know you look at Elanusi coming in 16 million quid you look at Fraser Foster, the goalkeeper, 10 million quid uh, loan players. You know, this is just loan players on and, and top of the, the riches that they have. So I think it's important to recognise that both Rangers and Celtic are in a very healthy place at the moment. And at, for me, it'll go down to, uh, you know, Botto as well will come in as a factor, you know, how you handle that. Yeah. One of the early games, it, I know Celtic have dropped points in the last couple of games, Hugh, you know, the playing first and Rangers have capitalised on it. But... You know, there'll be times when they actually put pressure on and you have to mm. win a game later on. Yeah. So there's there's all these factors to take into consideration. Joe and Kirk and Tillich, thank you very much for the call. Uh, we're going to hear from a couple of the other managers involved at the weekend. Stephen Robinson will be happy. He's up to third place, only a couple of points behind Celtic. Declan Gallagher is into the squad uh, from an international perspective. But the woes continue for... Aberdeen, for Hearts, for Hibs, for St Mirren So lots still to get through If you've got any thoughts on the above You need to get them in now 01419511025 And a full time teaser next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Getting you full compensation is their goal Talk to Thompson's.com Alex Ray and Hugh Keevans Here with me Gordon Duncan And tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Locks to look back on from the weekend at Celtic and Rangers uh, certainly dominating the phone lines tonight What about you Motherwell, St Mirren, Aberdeen, Hibs fans You must be out there somewhere Especially you Motherwell fans Because you don't get the chance to celebrate being in third place very often The question is how long can you stay there? 01419511025 uh, Let's get a full time teaser up and running for you A simple question tonight A simple question for two simple men um, Since 1980 <laughs> Since 1980 there have been 10 ex-old firm players Who've managed Hibs I Ali think Miller. you'll scoosh that Since 1980 10 ex-old firm players Have managed Hibs This one was sent in By Jerry and Erskine Muller and McLeish okay. Alex Muller Bobby Bobby Williamson Alan Stubbs Hold on right Let's go through these bit by bit So Alec Miller yes Alex McLeish No Oh he never played with Thingy did he um, He did oh, not so play with Thingy No um, Alan Stubbs Yeah Alan Stubbs Bobby Williamson 
Okay, that's a good start I think we'll leave it there 3 out of 10 To get us up and running You can play along on Twitter I would expect Some of you lot out there To absolutely destroy this uh, We're looking for 10 ex-old firm players Who've managed Hibs Since 1980 Alec Miller Bobby Williamson And Alan Stubbs So far uh, We're going to hear from Some of the other managers Involved this weekend Let's squeeze in another call First though From Ricky in Easterhouse Hi Ricky Hi good evening Thanks for taking my call No problem Ricky What were you thinking of Celtic yesterday then uh, Just a a minor blip as far as you're concerned? Well, a minor blip. We could be 2 nothing yesterday. The Man City could be 2 nothing yesterday. What's the difference? Who could beat? Sorry, what six was the second part? Billion, six, six and a half billion pound of players we put on. Much did they, many, much did their players cost to win a game in the WBA? That's all right. It's a minor blip. I band at the office. Every team in this league will have a, what do you call it, off days. There'll be a slip and fall Everyone is all having this, this. It's where we end up in May, as both managers are telling you. No one, no, no one players. could, dis- no one could dispute that, Ricky. But um, you know, after Easter Road, people come on here and said bad day at the office. That's that, and then it was followed up by an even worse day at the office. Well, it wasn't. It wasn't. It was followed up by a great. Uh, game during the week Yeah, yeah but we're, we're talking about the championship here yeah, uh, I but, fully understand that Celtic are top of the Europa League group But we're talking about mm-hmm. the championship And yeah. the Easter Road was described as a bad day at the office And then came an even worse day at the office True, the next game after after the break They might have another bad day at the office We don't go that, that's just the way it'll go Now Rangers, uh, last December Were sitting at the the league Bad day at the office. Uh-huh. Need three or four bad days at the office in a row. Uh-huh. This happens to you. So, I mean, I don't see but the big, you know, where Rangers fans are getting in front of themselves saying, oh, that's it, we've won the league, or potentially we've won the league. But that's what fans will do. both of them can win the league. Yeah, that, that's what fans will do. I mean, that's fine. That That's allowed. They pay the money, uh, and they can have what you guys like to describe as the banter. However, the only thing I'm going to say is that in October... The league title is not awarded, you're right. But in October, there are warnings that need to be heeded. Uh, and at the moment, Celtic's away form is a concern, I would say. And when they go to Aberdeen, I know they've got Ross County before that at Celtic Park, but when they go to Aberdeen, they can't have concerns. that They're going to have to come away from Petaudry with all three points. Ricky, is it too early to... Hugh, Hugh thinks he's sort of onto a pattern about Celtic's away form because they've dropped points in the last two and he wasn't impressed with the performance at Hamilton the week before. Is it still too early for that type of thing for you? Oh, definitely. I mean, if, if they go to Aberdeen and Aberdeen performed the way it performed against Rangers, I don't see a problem. Well, Livingston had lost three games in a row before Celtic played them yesterday. And he didn't see a problem then either, but there was one. Everybody has a different forum. Livingston's had a different forum. Most three games, they were they were doing well before that. They've all had a different forum, and it will happen all the way through this season. It's where you end up next season, at the end of the season. Yeah. But what I will say, the newest thing me is, and I totally agree. I am concerned why Lee Griffiths isn't kicking the ball. Well, and I... if he isn't kicking the ball, we need somebody there to kick a ball with Edward. Well, you, you can't do anything about that until January in the transfer window. And I do think that if Celtic are in a position where they think they might not win the title, uh, then they will go in for a striker in January. Uh, just, Alex, the added con- 
complication of the international break. That's what the, you've got a couple of weeks to stew on these things, just as Rangers <laughs> yes. did when when they lost the game against Celtic earlier on in the campaign. It is far too early for any Celtic fans to be hitting the panic button, as Hugh points out. Um, but at the same time, you need to wait a couple of weeks before you get the chance to put it right. Yeah, absolutely. And the thing is, it gives you time to prepare. Uh, one of the problems for both Rangers and Celtic is that they have so many players away in international duty, you don't know how you're going to get them back. If my memory serves me right, after the last international break, I think Rangers and Celtic struggled a little bit, Hugh, they know, a little bit flat the following weekend. So, uh, you know, that may well be a case as well because you're getting players back late. Some of them have been travelling all over the, the, the globe and you don't know what kind of shape you're getting them back in. Yeah, you know, it's a problem. Uh, however, modern day football, you've got European football, international football, domestic football. And you just have to cope whether it's internationals mm. that cost you players through injury, Europe, fluctuations of form or fatigue or whatever you want to call it. You just have to cope. Uh, let's look at some of the other weekend's big talking points uh, Stephen Robinson says Their first half against St Mirren Is the best football they've played all season uh, The Motherwell manager was delighted He says Liam Polworth was outstanding He's even tipping him To be a future Scotland international After Declan Gallagher was called into the squad last night Yeah, I enjoy winning football matches um, To come to a place like this here you know, Superb stadium Atmosphere incredible at times And you know, and a very good squad we played against um, I think we should have won by more We had a lot of chances that we didn't take And we made life very difficult Difficult for ourselves at the end, you know. A team of hearts called is always going to come back into the game. Well, that's clearly the wrong. That's a that's a prehistoric Stephen Robinson oh. talking about hearts. Uh, but probably some of the, the same comments. You, he was delighted that day, and he was delighted yesterday as well. Uh, on Saturday, I should say, two 0 against St Mirren. He's four points above Aberdeen, who are in fourth place, and uh, I sound like a broken record with this man, but he does a marvelous job. He signs good players. He takes. The loss of important players in his stride. Jake Hasty went off to Rangers. Uh, Turnbull. Turnbull thought he was going to Celtic and then the serious injury was uncovered. So he has done for me a remarkable job at Motherwell. I'll bring you right up to the present day, shall I? First half was our best performance of the season. I thought we were very, very good pleasing in the eye. I thought we moved the ball away. Some of our combinations and our, our passing from from out from the back through midfield, very good. We worked on a lot of things about getting our, our number eights on the ball early and, and creating three v twos. And I thought we were excellent. Game should have been out of sight. We, we had enough chances where the game should have been three and four nil easily at, at half time. When you don't take that, there's obviously a, a little bit of nervousness in the second half. There's still things we can get better at. I thought there was some very very good performances there. You know, and particularly in Polworth, I thought he was outstanding. He really was. And I spoke to Steve Clark last night about. Um, a few of our players he, he gave me a ring and um, I think Paulie's another one he's still young people forget that he's played a lot of games but today his work rate and his energy that was a super super performance from and Liam people I think thinks a wee bit older than what he is he's not and you know he's perhaps went a wee bit stale he stayed maybe too long uh, at Inverness but they were brilliant with him and he was very good fit for them and we've you know he's kicked on again and I'm delighted with him at the minute on one hand there, there is a long way to go and that's yeah. completely undeniable Um but with you know maybe just under a quarter of the season gone, Alex, I'm not sure many would have predicted Motherwell to be within three of Celtic, four ahead of Aberdeen. Uh, you know, what are we about? What are what's the gap? They're ten points above yeah. um, the likes of of Hearts and, and Hibs down there struggling as well. So you can only what's that old cliche managers tell you take one game at a time and at the moment it's, yeah. it's serving them quite well yeah absolutely I think they've recruited brilliantly uh, he spoke about Paul with there very talented boy good ability 
creating a lot of opportunities and uh, it's not just that Gordon I mean, the the uh, acquisition of Gallica as well has been been a master stroke the goalkeeper Gillespie's decent uh, I, I was waxed lyricals today about uh, how the clubs run you know Hughes spoke about the manager there but mm. when you look at the Alan Burrows the scout network is it Martin Foyle who does all the stuff down in England the chief scout so he, he identifies talent at yeah. the very lower levels non-league stuff as well so you know the continuous and more importantly is last year and you know when he was it was a bit more direct it was a bit huff and puff he's actually brought a lot of flair to the table and it's a different style of football which has to complement his managerial kind of skills yeah they've got the Rangers up pretty soon uh, at Ibrox that'll be a test you know as I say at a time when Celtic and Rangers to quote Brian Rice, come from a different planet. Uh, Stephen Robinson wanted to take his Motherwell side uh, to Ibrooks and, and see how they live with interplanetary matters. Uh, so, uh, but at his level, he is doing an outstanding job. If it, you know, if you're perhaps in a more egalitarian world, you get the manager of the year. Um, what about from a St Mirren perspective Alex yeah. Same old story really Goal scoring is the problem they, they seem to have by and large Tightened things up at the back I know they conceded two goals at the weekend But but by and large the goals conceded record is okay It's the goals for Colin which is starting to become a, a bit of a concern Yeah without doubt I think it's uh, they've, uh, what's it, three goals that they've actually scored Gordon Three goals in eight games alarming really because you know you think to yourself one of the games was they scored two I think they they get the one nil uh, win as well so uh, against Aberdeen so they're not really hitting I think it was a couple of shots within three games or something the last three games which is yeah I mean I think they, I think there was a few more shots on target this weekend but, but ultimately you know he's looking yeah. for um, and you're always looking at the teams have a a goal scorer if they're down there or even even a couple of guys that can maybe chip in they may well as the season progresses but. Yeah, who's, Millen, it, who's it going to be? Well, Millen looked a bit sharper at the weekend. You know, he kind of put off a couple of decent shots, and the recruitment hasn't really been in terms of what you're looking for as a beacon and guys like that. So they haven't really got going. So they, they really need to find a way, whatever that is, Gordon. Uh, Young McGuinness has came close several times as well, uh, but they need a win as well because the longer this run goes on, the more uh, precarious it becomes. Uh, Declan's a Motherwell fan. On the line Declan The theme of the show tonight Has been Don't get carried away Hugh's been telling The Rangers fans And the Celtic fans Don't get carried away Is, is there any danger Of the Motherwell fans Getting carried away Yes Hi panel <laughs> Yes I think that uh, Motherwell could maybe Split the whole firm this year <laughs> well, you love well, that, that is optimistic uh, that, that is severely well, optimistic uh, Listen Declan I love your enthusiasm And your optimism But Over the course of 38 games it's just a fact of life. Sustainability uh, will belong to Celtic and Rangers. They will not be split by anyone. Motherwell, Aberdeen. I'm sorry, but it just won't happen. Declan, if the unthinkable happens, don't you worry. See when he laughed at your question there. I'm going to save that. I'm going to get that. I'm going to get producer Andy to save that, and I'll be making that my ringtone <laughs> for the next twenty years if it if it comes to Declan. How how pleased are you though with you with your team at the moment? Very, I guess. Well. I'm actually a Celtic fan, but oh. uh, I think I just think that I think Neil Lennon has lost the dressing room now. This is what I'm hearing from reports. Well, I mean, what, the, what reports are they, uh, Declan? Who, who's reporting this? It says it says Declan Motherwell fan on the screen, which is all right. But listen, I, 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 these I, things happen. Wires get crossed. I think this is a, 
a dangerous thing to say You know because Point number one It's totally unfounded I don't care who Declan got this from He didn't get it from a reliable source And also we're talking about A matter of days Since Celtic defeated Cluj To go top of their Europa League group And by common consent It was Celtic's best performance of the season Did he just lose the dressing room Between Thursday and Sunday? We've got a good competition coming up So I need to try and squeeze a call in Before that let's do Alan in the Gorbals Hi Alan Hiya um, I, I actually watched I'm a, I'm a Rangers fan But I'm, I want to discuss The Celtic game uh, I watched the, the Celtic And Livingston game And I think um, Everyone seems to say Celtic played rubbish Etc etc I know they didn't play well But you've got to take Gig um, uh, Livingston Some credit I mean I thought Livingston played extremely well They passed the ball well um, They attacked constantly Every time Celtic the ball They attacked and I just think it's a really unfair not to give Livingston a good credit. I mean, well, we've, 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 we were on, we were on yesterday for six and a quarter hours, and yeah. Livingston got every ounce of credit they were due. And we've started tonight with a Celtic fan calling in saying that Livingston spoiled the game, yeah. uh, and we've tried to put him in his place by saying. You know, Livingston did what they do best for Livingston And they also scored two goals Which was two goals more than Celtic ever looked like scoring So Livingston have been given all the credit in the world To be fair, to be fair It's phenomenal, but to be fair There was a couple of guys earlier on Celtic fans come on and first thing they said was Credit to Livingston So yeah. we have to put it in perspective uh, There'll be yeah. the odd guy that kind of gets carried away I think their work rate's remarkable, Gordon I really do uh, I was talking to you during the break in terms of Going to ground on that AstroTurf and things They're so committed, they're so driven uh, There's a will and a determination That's been going for the last few years With that nucleus and that group of players uh, And it stems right through to the manager as well Who's doing a fabulous job What about your own team Alan? Brilliant um, played, uh, played really well I was, I was, I was on uh, your, your programme last night um, No um, Just looking forward to uh, End of season And looking forward to playing Um with great football um, it's, it's, it's a long way to go And, and I don't want to count my chickens before the hats But I mean, I'm looking It's looking good But um, Celtic are a good squad And, and so are the rest of the teams I mean, they're, they're all fighting Rangers and Celtic now I mean, they know how to play And that's including Livingston um, And Murrowville and etc I mean, they're, they're attacking Rangers and Celtic Different over the last couple of seasons more determination So it's getting harder For both teams I know Rangers and Celtic Are away in front But It's it's not easy to go To, to Livingston to play now mm-hmm. It's getting harder and harder Yeah I think we definitely Saw that yesterday Thank you very much to Alan In the Gorbals At three for the quiz here Oh yeah Quickly on the teaser thunder. On the teaser What have you got? Uh, You've got Stubbs and Miller and Williamson So far quickly A couple more Johnny Collins uh, Yes Bertie Old Yes Terry Butcher Yes, Alex, any from you? Yes, I've got uh, Tony Mowbray Yep, alright, we'll leave it there A couple more to get Right, this is, in, this is exciting I know some of you have been hanging on for this uh, This is your time to call Because we're giving you away um, As you, we mentioned on Beat the Pundit earlier on Rangers against Liverpool Legends At Ibrox on Saturday Stephen Gerrard is pulling on the boots The likes of Jamie Carragher involved Richard Goff Our very own Alex Ray We're giving you the chance to win hospitality for six at the game All you have to do to win Listen to this question Can you name 
any three players who've moved from Liverpool to Rangers since the year 2000. Can you name any three players who've moved from Liverpool to Rangers since the year 2000? Permanent or on loan? 0141 951 1025 to take part. You have until the end of this break. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, the form team for compensation for more than 40 years. Talk to Thompson's.com. Alex Ray and Hugh Keevans are here We're into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Lots of room still for you to get your call or your tweet into us 01419511025 Or on Twitter at Clyde SSB More of the weekend's talking points to be covered as well uh, But let's quickly get back to that competition we told you about before the break Saturday sees Rangers against Liverpool legends at Ibrox The likes of Stephen Gerrard, Jamie Carragher, Richard Goff, Alex Ray and many others all playing And we're giving you the chance to win hospitality for six All you have to do is answer a very simple question First through on the lines is Gary in Castle Milk How are you tonight Gary? Not too bad Right Gary here's the deal I've already given you the question I'm going to start a 20 second timer And you need to give me your three answers Within that 20 seconds Does that sound okay? Fair enough Right let's do it Name any three players Who've moved from Liverpool To Rangers Since the year 2000 Ryan Kent Shiojo Ah, easy as that That took you about three seconds Well done Gary and Castle Milk You could have chosen a couple of others as well But you got your three You and five pals Off to the Legends match With Hospitality on Saturday Does that sound good Gary? Oh fantastic Totally brilliant Looking forward to it already Who are you going to take along? Are you going to be fighting people away? Your phone will be going off the hook after this I will my, my two boys If one of not working They'll be gone They will dig it first dibs and I'll give a couple of my mates a shout Sounds Brilliant. good uh, It sounds to me as if there's room for Hugh Evans as well <laughs> Just in case that went down well <laughs> Like a lead balloon Brilliant Gary Hope you enjoy yeah, your day That was Gary In Castle Milk And uh, make sure you call us on Monday Gary Let us know how it went And how Alex Ray performed Okay <laughs> Fantastic, well done, thanks again yeah, well done, Good man, you're getting no Puma Kings out, dusted off, are you? Yes, I've yeah, actually got to purchase would. a brand new pair No No, I'm, yeah I thought you, I thought you would, would be scared to rub the magic off the old ones No, no, I've still got a, a pair with a, a lot of life in it But I just feel with the occasion, yeah, the yeah, quality yeah, of yeah. player we'll be up against I thought, okay. new pair of railings Showboating, showboating uh, Listen, you can, still win, uh, you can still buy tickets at rangers.co.uk And we'll be giving a pair away all week on Beat the Pundit Unfortunately that's the hospitality done But we'll be giving you a pair of tickets On Beat the Pundit all week Uh, What about your full time teaser quickly I'll take one more guess from each of you Looking for 10 ex-old firm players To manage Hibs since 1980 You've got most of them Three to go Take one each Paddy Stanton Good shout Alex Ray Uh, Neil Lennon Mm, Okay Well done You've only got one more to get I'm sure you'll get it Between now and the end of the show Let's hear from some of the other managers Involved at the weekend I'll let you choose I'm very fair Hugh Who would you like to uh, To focus on? How did Craig Levine Explain away Another home defeat? Uh, well let's Let's just discuss it Before we, we hear from him What were you How, 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 do, you, how do you View Hearts at the moment? Such a poor run They are struggling badly They have a host of injuries Which they cannot uh, Seem to cope with Got to play Rangers next Yeah Well it's interesting Craig Levine was at the match yesterday Hugh uh, Kind of taking in The, the Rangers performance So You've got a lot of But it's a different ball game When you go through to Castle, They're always fired up for it So But I, I, I know I can see your expression there You've went Oh But you know They're in well, such poor form they're, they're, they're in desperate form At home Has it now gone beyond you know, I mean, a few weeks back there was 
Levine must go Protests outside Tyne Castle And Budge Comes out with a statement Making it pretty clear That that's That's unlikely at the moment Yeah I mean things haven't Haven't really improved Of course there was the derby When it was great They're through to the, the semis Of the League Cup But to lose another home game Against Kilmarnock Fraser described it At the weekend as being Apathetic more than anything Hugh You know that there, there were no yeah. Wild boos It was just more of like You know I, I, Resignation Yeah And that uh, sometimes is even worse isn't it And then Craig It's his team He's the manager uh, But he Chose to come out And say that Basically the players Lacked heart uh, And That's never a good sign It, it doesn't suggest that uh, There's great harmony there Togetherness Call it what you will uh, I just think they're a real bad place And uh, the, the prospect of playing Rangers Cannot be filling them with glee Well Rangers' last opponents before this weekend Were Aberdeen, a 5-0 uh, defeat for them Criticism aimed at Derek McInnes He did not speak to the, the media after mm. the one all draw oh. with Hibs at the weekend His side went down to nine men Did manage to rescue a point um, It was Tony Doherty who put up this defence of the manager we're one nothing down, down to ten men, which I've got to say is a real dubious decision. I've got to clarify, I, don't, I haven't seen it back yet, but in my opinion, I think Curtis Main wins the ball, and I think that actually their player, you know, makes the referee make that decision. I can't the second one as well. I'd have to say that, but you know, at that stage of the game, we're up against it, you know, and and I think a lot of questions have been raised for the last performance in terms of the team's personality and mentality, and I think what they did is they reflected the manager's personality and mentality in that last fifteen minutes of performance, where we should have. Possibly went on and won the game, but I think it speaks volume of the squad. You know they weren't giving it up. The substitutions definitely helped us, but there was a real kind of galvanisation, if you like, of the, of the team, and we could have went on and won it. A lot of thrown at you, a lot of thrown at the players over the last couple of weeks. The noise coming from the stands in the last few minutes as you were pushing to get that winner, uh, a reconnection perhaps from the fan base and the players. Well, that's what I'm saying. You know, sometimes there's an outcome from a game that you don't expect. And as I say, the start of the game, I wouldn't have accepted a 1-1 a one, one, one draw at home. But the way the game went, sometimes that galvanises not just the players, you know, but the support as well. And I think it's important, you know, that I think that player's performance that last 50 minutes just epitomised the manager. And, and we're lucky at Aberdeen Football Club that we've got the manager and Derek McInnes. And a lot of people need to realise that, you know, the amount of solid, sterling work that's been done. And sometimes when a situation that you're in like that, it brings out the best in people. And I do think it, it, it made a stand up, it showed a personality, it showed a mentality, which is a reflection of the manager. Was Curtis Main hard done by to get sent off, Alex? Yeah, without doubt. I think where the referee was, Gordon, you know, he's, he's took he's a behind it, isn't Yeah, he? absolutely. So from his angle, it looks as if he's lunged and caught the guy. But when you actually see it from a different angle, not for me, uh, you know, it's okay. Sometimes you do lunge, but your feet's just still on the ground as such when you make contact. So... No, I thought it was hard done by But in terms of that uh, personality and things Two wins in the last 11 You know, they'll be looking for a lot better return than that Where are Aberdeen at at the moment, Hugh? Well, we spent the whole programme saying that Nothing is decided in October And that applies to Aberdeen as well They haven't had a good start uh, Again, cup football has been a disappointment for them I do think that Derek McInnes After six years at Petaudry uh, No one's blaming him for the league position He's four off Third place Third place is as high As any club will ever go again Because Celtic and Rangers Will always be one and two But You could do with a cup Every now and then Derek To keep uh, The fans at bay uh, We'll find out I think The way things are going When Celtic go there As I say Hearts have got Rangers uh, Celtic of Ross County To play next Then it's Pataudry We'll find out whether Derek's in bother or not I think when Celtic go there Because if Livingston can do it Aberdeen should be capable of doing it 
Uh, so we'll find out Maybe just a quick word of praise Alex For a team maybe going under the radar a bit And a manager who deserves a bit of praise After some stick Angelo Alessio and Kilmarnock Apart from the, the Celtic game Which is understandable They've not conceded any In, the, in the, their other Absolutely. last seven games I think I mean, you, Incredible remar- uh, Remarkable When you consider we were talking uh, After a couple of weeks That they'd lost the dressing room He's obviously moved on uh, Big Broadfoot And he's brought in his own guys uh, But it's a great foundation We've been praising St Mirren If you can keep the back door shut You've always got goals Within that the ranks there I think we've Pretty much Finished the full time teaser You've only got one to get Thank you to Jerry and Erskine He sent the question Into full time <laughs> Full time At Clyde1.com Full time at Clyde1.com If you want to send your question in And hear it on the show tonight We were looking for the 10 Ex-old firm players To manage Hibs Since 1980 uh, You've got Bertie Old Pat Stanton Alec Miller Bobby Williamson Tony Mowbray John Collins Terry Butcher Neil Lennon One to get See Alec nicked Neil <laughs> Lennon from me So I'm going to <laughs> Nick this guy From Alec the, the, From Leith Absolutely Die hard Hibs fan John Yogi Hughes Well done You well got done, them all Hugh. Without any clues Thank you Hugh Evans And Alex Ray For joining me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard It was really busy Apologies if you didn't get through But give us a call back tomorrow Back from 6 With Gordon DL And Roger Hanna In the meantime Stay where you are Callum Gallagher's up next He's got Niall Horan On the show Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Compensation you deserve. When there's been foul play, talk to Thompson's.com.